Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. All right, welcome to Questionable Detour. Listening to this will be the most unwise thing you've done today. So today, boys, because we are the most professional people on this planet, we're going to help everybody by doing a mock interview, a workshop of sorts. We're joined here with our good friend Perry, who is also the most professional guy I know. In fact, he's here with a tuxedo. He's dressed in a tuxedo because we said, listen, this is a very serious, very important situation for us. And he, he took that to heart. What he'll be doing is asking us some of the most asked questions in a job interview. And that way you can hear how best to answer those. That way you can nail the interview and get your next job. So welcome, Perry. Thank you. All right, boys. So any kind of starting advice, maybe walking into an interview that you want to have, you know, you, you enter into the office of the interview. What do you, is there a certain attitude that you want to have is there a way you carry yourself normally going into the interview uh yeah you go in as beta male <laughs> subservient <laughs> bowing all the time <laughs> overly respectful are you worried that they're gonna think you're being racist toward an asian culture with all the bowing i am now <laughs> <laughs> didn't think about that so i assume you go in like a monk wearing just a brown robe mm -hmm. and no hair on the top of your head. Yes, that is correct. Go in, brown robe, one of those little cords tied around my waist, hands always in a praying position, Yes, greeting everyone with a bow. Now, I've seen you go into an interview, and usually you go in on your knees. You just kind of scoot around. You kind of scoot around on your knees. Is that is that true? I was having ankle problems at that time. <laughs> There was a reason why I was scooting around on my knees. The ankles weren't working. And now you, I hear that your ankles are better and your knees are worse. <laughs> yes. Now, now, now I'm wearing a knee brace. Won't be walking on my knees anymore. Okay. Well, how about you, Evan? Is there a way that you go into an interview to help you get in the mindset of that interview? Before you go in there, you got to do a couple screams and yells. Outside or inside the interview? Uh, right outside the door. <laughs> Let them know what's coming in. <laughs> And then as soon as you, you know, you set the, the mood for the interviewer, and they're like, there's an animal about to attack me outside my door. You walk in, and you're just like, hello, I'm here. And, and you go in all beta male. Yeah, like you're beta male. Got you. that. Okay. So you're outside that door. What animal do you want them to think is out there? Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't want it to be too aggressive. I don't want to scare them, right? Uh -huh. But you want to let them know that you mean business. You want to so like scare them enough to where they think if they don't hire you, you're going to yeah, come for Because of the implication. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. of the implication. <laughs> so it's kind of like a moose or like a, something territorial, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe a, maybe a golden macaw. I'm feeling a golden macaw. How territorial are they yeah. historically? I've been attacked by quite a few, and it's mostly because I sneak into the cages at the zoo. So That'll do it. Yeah. yeah that'll do it. Uh, Perry, do you have any advice for the initial entrance into an interview? Yeah, I definitely rubbed some dirt in my face before. <laughs> Yeah, I look, want to look rugged. I'm ready to get my hands dirty. Yeah. Even if it's for like an IT, you know, <laughs> job. Yeah. I'm ready to get in that circuit. 
get, get just get in there. So, so yeah. when, when the interviewer, when you walk in and the interviewer asks, why are you covered in filth? What do you normally say? Like, what's your normal answer to that? Um, I fought off some ne'er-do-wellers outside. <laughs> you say ne'er-do-wellers? Ne'er-do-wellers. That's what they told me they were when they approached me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They approached me and said, we're a, we're a gang of ne'er-do-wellers, they and we'll, we will strip you down. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> wow. It sounds like you're getting sexually harassed by a 50s doo-wop gang. What, yeah. is a, what does a gang of ne'er-do-wellers look like? Well, they, they come in, they snapping like this. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out of an alleyway. <laughs> A lot of like leather. Strip off your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Strip off your clothes. Strip then, off your clothes. And they have bicycles and they're circling you and they're <laughs> while snapping. I assume it's very intimidating. I assume that the interview is very appreciative of that because that sounds like it would be a plague on a business. Correct. Yeah. No. No customer is coming into that business with some fifties ne'er do wellers. Yep. So you've got dirt on your face. Are are the ne'er-do-wellers just throwing soil at you? No, they're just dirty people. Uh. <laughs> I, I put out my cigarette before I attacked them. <laughs> Stomp it on the ground like a grease movie. <laughs> and then I'd go to work. Nothing gets your blood pumping like uh, having a fight right before your interview. It's true. Well, all right. So, Perry, what's the first question that you're usually asked in an interview? Well, the first thing I usually ask people yeah. in an interview is... What are you looking for in this new position? What are you looking to gain from this new job? Yeah. All right, boys. What do y'all normally What do y'all normally say to that that question? Well, right now I'm looking for money specifically to buy balloons. So you're looking for money. That's what you're looking for in a position. Money, to be paid but the money, just money. I only want it to buy balloons. <laughs> and you specify that specifically. I I always tell an interviewer that immediately. Just so I don't I don't want them to get me in this job thinking that I'm. Some guy that doesn't care about balloons. <laughs> I want him to know what I'm about from the get-go. So, like, on your paycheck, like, in the memo mm-hmm. section, it just says, it has to say four balloons? Four balloons. It's a line item. It's yeah, a- yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, you don't want them to be confused. Like, this guy is coming in here to get paid so he can pay bills. Yeah, no, I want to I be very clear on that. I have no bills. I have no home. He hates guys named Bill. I- <laughs> no guy's... Named Bill. That's I certainly hope the for. interviewer is not a guy named Bill. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Now, so some, ha- some, there's some red flags immediately when I hear that. All right. I'm just going to throw that at let's, you let, while we work on this. Let's hear. It sounds like you're not trying to get away from the fact that you're in it for the money. You are in it for the money, just specifically for balloons mm-hmm. with the money. Yeah. Well, I need something to hold my money. So what I use balloons <laughs> for is storage. <laughs> Like a coin situation? Like you're like a... Like a coin purse? I've got, yeah, yeah I've got coins in there. I've got, you know, other things, uh, uncooked beans, oh, rice, <laughs> just... Hope it doesn't pop. Now Sometimes if bills. I don't have a water bottle, you know. So you basically look like a merry man from Shearwood Forest walking around with saggy balloons filled with things. Just like in your belt? Wait, yeah, these, I look like I have a utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> are these balloons inflated or deflated when they have things? Uh, depends them? on what the what the situation calls for. So if I need a lot of space, I'll inflate the balloons, throw things in there. If not, they'll be deflated. So as an inter, as an interviewer, Perry, if you hear somebody that gives this answer that they are so gun ho ho about balloons, what does that say about their character? And what they might be as a worker. Well, very ingenuitive. Sure. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. That's about where the good things stop and start. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, it's just more psychological concerns. Yeah. Um, 
what are you first psychologically concerned about? Well, first off, I was thinking about just the practicality. Like, if you wanted those beans, you would just have to throw it on the ground and pop it. <laughs> yeah. So now beans are splattered It would everywhere. be like a smoke bomb from a <laughs> magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the a phosphorus bomb. flare. You know, you don't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> you need some change, you just throw it. It's um, a great defensive mechanism. Yeah. I doubt. I, I doubt. <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm going to knock it till I see it. But. I have <laughs> never gotten in an altercation twice with somebody who's been hit by a bean balloon. You don't get into an altercation when somebody throws down beans as confidently as you do. That's a power move. It is. So, Evan, what's your answer to the question, what are you looking for in a business, in a, in a job? Well, in this podcast, we focus a lot on family and the importance of it. And so it's kind of what I'm looking for in a new job is a family, a father specifically, since, you know, we, we're, we've been without one for so long. We. Do you think we are part of your family? That's what he is doing here with this podcast, Alan, is he has joined this podcast just to have some semblance of a family. Is, is life hard at home i just miss him so much he's just never around uh-huh and you know we're talking about we your father talk, yeah our father and i thought you were gonna start praying i kind of thought honest. so too <laughs> I thought you were and it just feels like we talked about having a father multiple times on this podcast we are a dad heavy podcast that's really what i'm looking for in a in a job is a, another father mm-hmm. specifically so when you walk in after doing all your animal calls and you walk in all pious what what do you normally do when you see there's a man sitting across the desk as the interviewer? Begging him, crying. Yeah, there's a lot crying, of crying with you. Begging him to be my father. And I just come out and say it. I say, will you be my daddy? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Be my, my papa, if you will. Yeah, yeah. How does that usually go over? They're scared at first. Yeah. But I think eventually they do come around. Oh. It, it takes a minute. I mean, when you move in with them, they're going to have to come yeah. around eventually. Yeah, yeah when yeah. You, they show up and they're like, who... Why is there an extra bed in the middle of the living room? And then you come out in their robe with a yeah. plate of their food. And you're like, hello, father. Yeah. Me and my brothers and sisters have been getting along great. <laughs> it's just a group of kids huddled in a corner <laughs> fearing for their life. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like the interview is not the last time you'll be on your knees. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it matters whether he gets the job or not. <laughs> is, I don't care about the job. <laughs> he has found his new father. I'm just in there looking for a man that is a father. Now, Perry, as the interviewer, and somebody comes in with that answer, how do you dissect that? Yeah, I, th- I think the list of good things is shorter than Alan's, actually. It's a, it's zero. <laughs> I think that's wrong. So, so, Evan, let me ask you this. In uh, 2023, uh, women have important places in the workplace. They might even be the ones to... Uh, <laughs> To hire you. What happens if there's not a dad in that room, just a just a woman? I think I tell them this isn't for me immediately. I may have all the qualifications for the job, and they may hire me outright just looking at me, mm-hmm. seeing that I'm a great fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a great fit in most places. Sure. You know me. Very qualified. I'm a great guy. Tell me I'm a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, looking, he's looking for the father figure of me right now. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that acceptance. Someone be proud Don't of look at Are this side of the of table. Anyway. There's no game of catch happening yeah. after this. <laughs> I say, this company just doesn't have what I'm looking for. And what I'm looking for is an older man to love me. Yeah. You, you not immediately in a gay way. You look at the women, you say, can you bring a man in here? Yeah, I say, you're not man enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't usually go over well, but yeah, we got to do what we got to do. It's well, I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. 
Well, you go in there with that confidence. I feel like nothing can go wrong. What could? Tell what? me what could go wrong. What? <laughs> Perry, what do you think can go wrong in your professional experience? Professional experience, um, you probably don't get the job. That's yes. one thing that could right. go wrong. Hmm. Base level. Um, here. Secondly, you know, having a dad's not that great. Okay. Yeah, it's overhyped. <laughs> I think Pat Perry has three dads, so he is oversaturated yeah. with fathers. I got too many. You can have one. <laughs> Some people just have it all. <laughs> I don't know how good I got it, probably. Could you maybe loan a dad to Evan? Just like on maybe interest? Yeah, for a fee. For yeah. sure. <laughs> a loan a dad program? Yeah. That's the next business. All right. For me, personally, when I go in an interview and I'm asked this question, I know myself pretty well, and I realize that I need very hard motivation. I need somebody to motivate me. So I want somebody to physically assault me whenever they get the chance. If I'm in a cubicle, I want them to bust down the... Do cubicles have doors? No. no. Okay, well, by definition, no. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to come through the cubicle like a SWAT team raiding a meth lab and just start hitting me. Maybe they have a whip. Maybe they don't. I'm not sure. I just need the constant fear and motivation to do my work well and maybe not fall asleep at the desk. Also, in my past, I have valued money too much, so I also don't want to get paid. Hmm. I want to be beat and manhandled for no money while I do work. This is coming off as a sexual vibe. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting you say that. I was thinking it was more of like an 1800s (laughs) plantation vibe. Oh, yeah. That's another uh, (laughs) There's a word for this, and I'm not sure... I, I, I can't know. remember it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know what the word is either. I hear good motivational practice. Mm-hmm. I hear that if you do this to people, you will be able to do so much for not a lot of money. Let me ask some clarifying questions. Sure, go ahead. If I, if I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get to leave whenever you want? No. I, I will mm-hmm. sleep in a cot in my cubicle. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Do you feed yourself or do you eat what I provide to I you? will hang around your desk like a poor boy from the Middle Ages hoping sure. to pick up any kind of scraps that might fall from your mouth. And you do this voluntarily? You're voluntarily doing this job? Well, initially it will be voluntary, but after you start hitting me nonstop, I won't have a choice. It will, I will have to do this. Is there an outside version of you and then you're the inside version now my psychologist calls the voices in my head the inside version of me if that's what you're talking about but there is the outside version which you are seeing uh-huh but the inside version never stops talking which one's a better singer (laughs) (laughs) the inside voice is that i have the inside me sounds a lot like michael blue (laughs) michael who Beyblade? Michael no, Beyblade? Blue no, no, it's Michael Bublé. <laughs> Bublé. Oh, okay. If I you had an inside voice with the same singer's actual name, it would be a copyright thing, and uh, I like don't want to get sued over yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. It would be, it'd be weird. You get DMCA'd on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, and just... you, know, you know, and I don't need, I don't need a, another person's inside voice that is a lawyer suing me, so I, I try to stay off of the copyright thing. So, in this job you're talking about, mm-hmm. is... You're looking for this? I am personally looking for this. I need the stiff motivation of a of a iron fist to really get me to work well. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Because, you know, other than that, I'm just a, a blob of skin and bone that won't do anything. So I just know myself well. Mm. So, Perry, as, mm. as, as a professional interviewer, if I were to give this answer in an interview situation, what, what would that read? I don't see any downsides for the employer. <laughs> Especially if you sign a contract saying this is okay. <laughs> Downsides for you are, you know, lifelong stress. 
It's got to be a lot of psychological toll. And I am psychologically Never told. knowing when you'll be absolutely manhandled. You know, there's some <laughs> yeah. problems there. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I said I sleep in my cubicle, I don't do a lot of sleeping. It is staying awake and constant fear. Right, right. No. Just bloodshot eyes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the company, I think you're the perfect candidate. I think Alan and Evan could learn a little bit from what you're trying to provide here. Less money, more work. Yeah. Now, coming in here today, I realized that I was the best at getting jobs. So Obviously. I, I knew this. I saw this coming. Obviously. Well, I pray. What's the next most asked question in an interview? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Got it right here. What would you consider to be your biggest strengths and weaknesses? For me, when it comes to my strengths and weaknesses, we'll, we'll knock out one at a time here. For, for the strength, I have 16 tapeworms. Golly. <laughs> like inside you or just like on a leash as a pet? <laughs> they cycle in and out. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like an unemployment line like, for tapeworms. It's like a sonic drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So basically what I'm hearing is your strength <laughs> is that you have a surplus of tapeworms that you just kind of carry around you? Is there a way that you carry these tapeworms? I've seen you. I have personally seen you carry them around almost as a necklace. Like you're you're a single stay-at-home mom with Good with Lord. a fun new hobby that you do. You did thread them with puka shells at one point. <laughs> you pack up like Indians on the on the plains, <laughs> head out to your next destination. <laughs> Yeah. It's not. It's not a good look. It's just wet, gross worms just hanging <laughs> around your neck. People move to the other side of the sidewalk when they see that they, when they see that thing swinging around your neck. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough look. Yeah, I know. I I don't want to make it sound like like I know it all, but I if think you don't have a enough- great job of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to say that. If you don't have enough tapeworms in your body then or around your body, then you're just you're not providing enough life to those around you. Sure. Yeah. You're being yeah. a vessel for others to live. My intestines have a capacity of six tapeworms at one time. Oh. So that leaves ten outside my body sure. at one time. Yeah, and I can fashion them. They're like a rope. I, I, I fashioned them into a lasso at one point. Nice. Wow. And just whip them around, grab things around the house. Yeah. That kind of gets me into my weaknesses, which are my ankles. And my mobility in general. I can't get around very well. I, I fashion these tapeworms into ropes and various pulleys to just get things to me as I lie on the couch nurturing these tapeworms. Now, Perry Allen, go with me on this. Something If he has 16 tapeworms, 10 are outside of his body, 6 are in, and something is 16 tapeworms away, I would hate to be around him when he needs to retrieve those other 6 tapeworms to get that object. Yeah, mm. or do you just uh, load up on magnesium citrate and just push those things out? <laughs> it's a grotesque sight. <laughs> it's it, there's a lot of magnesium citrate, if you will, if that's what gets tapeworms out. Well, that gets. <laughs> let me tell you, Evan, that gets everything out. <laughs> <laughs> and I grab those bub- puppies one by one. You do know they're not puppies, right? Well, they are for me, <laughs> and. I just go to town, and it's there's a lot of crying from them, and they say, "They talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? What do they say? What do the birds say as you're pulling them out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. 
That's what they say. They don't. I don't know. They say I. I They're don't so know confused. what we've done <laughs> what to disappoint like? you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Father, what have I done for you lately? Why do you hate me? Why have you scorned me, Father? You have little Victorian era children as tapeworms. That's interesting. Now, Perry. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> What is what is that read for an interviewer when somebody comes in dressed in tin tapeworms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as someone with a a serious fear of tapeworms, like <laughs> disgusted by tapeworms, this was not fun. I was there once too. You get used to it. <laughs> I'm not open minded enough to it yet. Mm. Yeah, I need to be exposed more. Yeah. So really, I hire him just so I can be more open minded. Probably. Yeah. It's mm. better for me to yeah. hire someone like that. It grows you as a person. Yeah. Eventually, so you'll be that guy that has all the tapeworms. I hope one day, hopefully. <laughs> we can work on a multiplication plan there. Yeah. <laughs> Reproductive plan. I'm sure you know how to breed them. Uh, it sounds like you may need more money to eat because you'll be eating the, the amount of food of yeah. five <laughs> villages in a week. <laughs> that I will need an up salary. It takes a lot of calories to maintain this level of stress yeah. on my body so there's some things we got to work around but doable nice alan what about you what are your uh, strength and weaknesses that you would say so my strength is that i can find any hole or drawer cabinet or box and hide in it completely unnoticed <laughs> <laughs> that's a weakness or a strength no oh, that's a strength <laughs> <laughs> and how is that useful for the corporate world so, I honestly don't know that it is. But I guess when that question is asked, it's not necessarily f- strengths for the corporate world. It's just general strengths. Well, 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 I think, it just shows I, that you're flexible. I think it's a, it's a general strength, yeah. And as Evan said, it shows that I'm flexible. And if I'm flexible enough to, to scurry and fit into some drawer, I'm flexible enough to use both Excel and PowerPoint. There you yeah, go. Exactly. It does. It's so, multifaceted. Wow. What, that's a great way to spin it. If we could workshop it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the corporate setting, sometimes you have audits. We yeah. may need to give you some sensitive documentation that needs mm-hmm. to be hidden for a while. That's true. That <laughs> is true. Put that true. in your pocket and it disappears <laughs> into a cubby. You can take it away like a little goblin takes away <laughs> gold. Yep. Like a little rat <laughs> scurrying away. Scurrying into the... off with the papers. We'll just load up some manila envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> Stamp them confidential, obviously. That's right. And they're gone. Right. Yeah, all the auditors are like, where are these documents? And they're like, they're in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Alan looking through a vent in the ceiling. just like <laughs> He's Underneath them in the floorboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've created sort of a, a series of tunnels throughout my last place of employment where I was able to scurry in at different locations. So if I'm in the east bathroom, I know I can get up in that ceiling, scurry around back to my desk. That's awesome. You're sounding more and more like a mole person. Yeah. Well, you know, let's not roll it out. Eyesight isn't what it used to be. Um, I was raised underground for six years, but that's that's neither here nor there. That beard's getting a little long. They look like whiskers. All right, if that's your strength, what's your weakness? My weakness is, and I, I'm kind of almost embarrassed to say it, guys. It's okay. We're, this is a safe space. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard. Um, I have a fear of tomato-based food. Okay. 
Okay, that's interesting. Now, can you name off some tomato? I, we get ketchup. Ketchup is the ketchup. Uh, is that a food? Uh, it's a condiment. You eat it. Depends so I would assume it's a food. Think I would. I would consider ketchup. You're afraid of it, though. I, I'm. I'm afraid of it, no matter what. Sure. You know. So you know, ketchup, salsa, uh, chili usually has a lot of tomatoes. Some spaghetti. It kind of makes pizza. Pizza, yeah. Uh, anytime you know, chili cook off comes around, it makes it just a nightmare for me. And thankfully, because I'm able to hide in drawers and stuff whenever somebody brings that big old pot of chili around i just kind of hide in a box or a drawer or mm. what have you yeah. filing cabinet under a desk under a yeah, person really any places you can hide any any nook and cranny really so instead of just saying no i don't want that food you visibly are afraid and you dart off i don't want to hurt somebody's feelings oh that's i am it, it's it goes back to that that real beta personality can't stand up for myself so when i see that tomato-based food when i see that ketchup packet on doug's desk you know doug is classically a ketchup guy he uses it on everything yeah probably on too many things though he pours it straight down his throat yeah he's a little rat like that (laughs) no now perry you hear that weakness what what's your thoughts as a professional employer not too many, I think lunchtime is going to be a struggle. Mm, but as long as yeah. you stay in your queue, head down, then should be good. Mm, I mean, because he <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> well, nar- narcolepsy maybe is another weakness you should mention. Um, well, for me, I'll, I'm going to start with my weaknesses. I am blind, as you can visually, tell, visually blind, and I am missing both legs. I don't know if y'all have noticed that today, but I, I, I am missing both legs from the knee down. Mm-hmm. And that prevents me from doing a lot, but this is where it leads into my strength. My strength is I use echolocation because I am blind. But I don't normally use echolocation like you would think a bat does or a whale. Not with clicks or whistles. Mine's more of a high-pitched scream. Can we hear that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As an example, here we go. Wow, Perry, you're a beautiful person. See, I just saw Perry fully there. I don't feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) I feel terrified. As you can imagine, this might scare your employees as I'm scooting around (laughs) on my hands and arms, screaming to see my way around. Mm. So usually, I don't do very well with other employees just because of my disability. Now, is is that okay for an employer, Perry, will they accept my disability? Well, legally, we can't discriminate based on disabilities. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll find a way around that. Yeah. But legally, we can't. And uh, now we may just put a bunch of obstacles in your way to keep you <laughs> confined to a certain area of the building and say, no one go down the basement seat. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just employ a weird monster that you keep in the basement. It'll Correct, be- yeah. We'll yeah. build you your own tunnel in and out. You just stay down and eat your, eat your chilies, and uh, everything will be fine. It'll become an urban legend at the business. Right. You'll, you'll get your paycheck. You're not, no one's seeing you. You're leaving at different times than everybody else. Yeah, you don't know what time of day it is. What if the company would provide you with artificial legs? Well, I am still blind, so I would go from a monster-esque looking mm-hmm. person to a cyborg monster. Or monster, yeah. So I think I think that's a I think that's a step in the right direction. You think so? Mm-hmm. 
I'm offended that you would use step in the right direction as I cannot step, but we'll get it's past. A, it's a scoot in the right direction, <laughs> at least. It's more of a, a scoot in the right direction. It's a tumble a in the right direction. shuffle. <laughs> a nubby shuffle. So basically, if I were to sum up my two answers to this question, what I'm bringing to the table for an employer is I walk on my hands, I scream to see, and I want you to beat me at any chance you get. <laughs> If I could ask, and I hope this isn't too personal, but how did you lose your legs? So, Alan, have you ever heard of a wood chipper? Yeah, I have. Well, I'm a part of a gang, not the ne'er-do-wellers, but it's the ne'er-do-kellers. And what it is is a group of blind and deaf people that walk around almost like Helen Keller. (laughs) And what happened was, because I have an issue with sight, I walked right into a wood chipper. Wow. Lost both legs. So you're, you're deaf as well, or you're just... Oh, well, it's more I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Perry, what's our next most frequent sure. interview question? To wrap up this uh, mock interview, the last question will be, what is the reason you left your last job? Well, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I left my last job on my own terms, my terms where I was fired. <laughs> Because I chose to wear a shirt made entirely out of shrimp tails. Oh, gosh. Um, our company, former company, they were big on employee creativity. They wanted you to feel like your voice was heard. In my opinion, my voice is only heard when I can make my crafts. <laughs> so... So I went down to the local fish market. I gathered me quite a hefty sum of shrimp. I ate it all in one sitting. Oh, gosh. It was a very tough night. Yeah. (laughs) However, that next day, I got to work with sewing kit and shrimp tails. Sewed them all together, sort of in a mithril chainmail style. I wore it to to work proud as I can be. How many shrimp tails does that take? More than you think. Okay. (laughs) How many do you think it makes, Evan? Honestly, I th- think it would take at least like 2,000 More shrimp. than that. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of shrimp in one sitting. And how did your work handle that? Like, I so- sit down at the cubicle. I immediately hear whispers. Not the usual whispers that I hear that come from inside yeah. my head, but the inside whispers room. within the room. They eventually, the eventually the whispers leave, and they come back, but instead they bring human resources. <laughs> Human Resources sits me down and says, you can't wear a shrimp tail shirt. And I say, well, why not? And they say, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> so you haven't cleaned any of these tails. You haven't cleaned any of these tails. I, th- they, they said that they still saw butter on it. Oh. So <laughs> you, smell, you probably smell like a fish market. Uh, y- yes, yes. So usually I feel like, unless I assume you're a good employee, is this not the first time you wore a shrimp or seafood shirt? Because I feel like they wouldn't fire you off of the initial time you wore it maybe a, a strict warning but it sounds like you probably have brought in odd shirts to wear yeah it seems past. like maybe this is like the fourth time that they've had a wave of seagulls <laughs> mm-hmm. flocking to their office building it actually was the first time i did it and that ne- not necessarily was the reason why i got fired i started taking apart my shrimp shirt and sewing the tails onto other people's clothes oh uh, yeah that'll yeah, do that'll it that makes sense for sure and then that was apparently considered harassment, invasion of other employees' privacy. Um, I started gluing shrimp to pictures on their desks. (laughs) 
uh, family photos. Um, and that's a lot because he had over 2,000 trip tales. It was yeah. a lot of whispers. <laughs> I heard a lot of whispers that day. And you didn't, you didn't retaliate and say, but McCrafts? <laughs> that was the battle cry that I used as I as I was being hauled out. I said, "But McCrafts," and <laughs> yeah, it just it it didn't end well for me. Um, oh, and I was also only wearing a shrimp tail shirt. Oh, I left that out. Not that that really has any bearing on why I was let go. Hmm. I think it was a piece of it. Yeah, couldn't be. I think it was yeah. a part of it. I don't it's a very I don't small it. part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the only shrimp tail, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like you, Alan, I was fired. Here here you go, Perry. Here's my resume. And on it, it says why I was fired from my last job. Mm-hmm. Let me just read over that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one note. It says here you're anti-Semitic. Ooh, that is a typo. You see, I hate the definitions of words. I don't like when people bring around and tell me how words are defined. It annoys me. So, no, I'm not anti-Semitic. I like the Jewish people. I like the Jewish faith. I am anti-semantics. I am such an anti-Semit that I will not stand if you tell me the definitions of words. If you bring around a dictionary, I will toss that dictionary... I will toss it out the window. And that happened at my last job. It was a job that worked for a dictionary company. You might have heard it, Webster's. I'm not familiar. You're not familiar no, with it? I work for Webster's. As an, as an, an anti-semantic, I won't stand for people giving me definitions of words. You're not a teachable guy, are you? I don't tend to be, no. Mm-hmm. I, am, yeah. I am stuck in my beliefs. Mm. I know what I believe, and I know about all the words I need to know. Yeah. How do I was we about feel to say, about, how do you learn new words? Yeah, I don't. my question. I okay. don't. How do we feel about thesaurus? What is that? Exactly. It's in dinosaur. Stop it, Evan. Do not tell oh. me the definition of the word. You <laughs> know right. my beliefs. So I got a question, though. Yeah. Why would you put your reason for firing on your resume? Well, while I am anti-semantic, I am honest. I will tell you. Right, I'll, t- I'll I'll be honest with you. Now, whoever fat fingered that on my resume, that's unfortunate. But um, no, you didn't write your own yeah. resume. No, I did not. I had a Jew do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they didn't like you. Yeah. Sounds like they didn't fat finger that at all. <laughs> In any case, all right, Evan, why'd you leave your last job? Ask the question, is it why or how? Well, I have an answer to both questions, sure. really. How? Through a hot air balloon. Oh. Off the roof. That's magical. I didn't know you were a While I was guy. firing bullets into the balloon, so I slowly, <laughs> slowly descended to the ground. Oh. Until the very end, and it was very abrupt, and I broke both feet bones. You're not all a medical them. guy, are you? The feet bones were... Shattered into pieces. Not I've that I want to interrupt this. Been in the hospital. <laughs> this reminiscent rant that you're on for 30 but years. You escaped in a hot air balloon, but you're shooting in the air with a gun. You didn't think that would be jeopardizing to your escape? I didn't think past the part of it just being a victory cry. You're like an old timey bank robber. Yeah, <laughs> or just like a freedom fighter. You know, America. I uh-huh. love them. Shooting shotguns in the air. Yeah. Amer- 
bald eagles flying through, soaring. So why did you leave your job? That's how. I brought way too many guns to work. That. <laughs> way too many guns. And by way too many, at least one was too many, yeah, apparently. Yeah, one will do it. How many did you bring? 13. Holy cow. With the 16 tapeworms, you seem yes. like you had a lot to carry. Emotionally, yes. Mm. <laughs> Physically, I was fine. Yeah, you're very strong. I was very strong, except for my ankles. <laughs> but that's kind of how I got to the ground. So, and now I feel grounded. Oh, from the hot air balloon, I see. Does your company just have a hot air balloon on standby? Or how did you get access it to the like hot air balloon? planning this, Alan. Nobody plans to get fired. I think if you bring 13 Evan, guns... Evan, did you plan to, to get fired? I feel like if you bring 13 guns into the office, no. you know what's yeah. inevitable. Or you tra- you travel there in a hot air balloon every day. Yeah. That's your <laughs> mode of transportation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been in the family for generations, so sure. I kind of just... It's a hand-me-down? It's mm-hmm. a hand-me-down hot air balloon. So that's a mouthful. Hand-me-down Classic. hot air balloon. You didn't earn that yourself? No, it was daddy's hot <laughs> air balloon. <laughs> Daddy Hot Air Balloon got me it for my 13th birthday, as did all my other brothers and sisters. We all had one that grand, grandfather had, and Grandpa. Grandpapa handed it down to him, and he handed it down to me. Grandpapa wow. Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's interesting. So, Perry, now that you've heard our answers, do you think we'd be good candidates for a job, and should other people take our advice on these answers? Yeah, I think... We could workshop a lot of that stuff. Sure. Um, we'll probably take out 99%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can keep like the articles, like the and a in your sentences, but yeah. the rest of it, probably put in new words. Yeah, redact. You'll have to yeah. learn some new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, I will be doing that. Sound. Yeah, we'll, we'll sneak it in like in your sandwich or something. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. There's nothing we can work with, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Well, except for the hiding in cubbies. That does I'm sound I'm telling great. you, it can be useful. Yeah. Here's the thing. We don't care what you think, Perry. We're This is I'm good advice for people out there trying to get a job. So take this advice, take these answers with full weight, give them to your next employer, and you will do well on your job. Well, uh, all right, boys. Alan, do you have some movies for us? Yeah, uh, I've got them queued up here on uh, this old Windows 95 uh, PC here. Generate them real quick. So sit back, get some corn, and... Uh, Let's have uh, movie time. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through, like we did a couple of episodes ago, we're going to run through some movies, and I'm going to ask you guys what you think these are about based solely on the title. Yeah. So our category here is the 2022 Academy Award Best Picture nominees. So the first one is Nightmare Alley. What do we think that is about? Personally, if I were to guess what that movie is about, I would assume it is a 90-minute film of just meth heads tweaking out in an alley. And it's just the one, one camera, one frame, 90 minutes of just meth heads screaming at air, throwing things. And it's really an art project, you know, really showing the depth of humanity. Very student filmy. Very student mm-hmm. filmy. Maybe filmed in some kind of weird orange filter. You know mm-hmm. how. Yeah. Sundance would love it. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it would be an Academy yeah, Award. Absolutely, sure. it would. I don't know. I got to say, it, it sounds like a woman who just has had a bad life. Sure. And she just, she's an angry woman. Her name's Allie. And she's just a nightmare to deal with. Mm-hmm. Maybe she screams at retail workers when yeah. she doesn't get what she wants. Yeah. 
waitresses, waiters, hater. She doesn't tip well. Horrible, horrible person. Similar to Bridezilla, the movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) First thing that comes to my mind is, um, have we seen Field of Dreams? It's the exact opposite of Field of Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) There are ghosts, they are ready, and you can't get them to leave. So you're trying to play baseball in an alley with a stick, and there's just ghosts in the way. Don't build it. They won't leave. (laughs) (laughs) Tear it down. They won't leave. All right. The next one is Don't Look Up. But this movie is based around a narrative of people that can't stop looking at the sun. It is a group of people that maybe have been cut off from the rest of the world, and they think looking at the sun might bring them good luck. But some white saviors came down and they've told them, mm. stop looking at the sun, you're burning your retinas out. It's mm. good advice. Yeah. I, I thought immediately of someone that just Google searches way too much. Mm. And so they're paranoid <laughs> of everything. And so similar to my wife with anything, if she has you know a hurt ankle, she has cancer now. So she looks it up. So now her doctor's like, stop looking it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. Don't look Get up. Get off yeah. the WebMD. Like who uh, who plays the doctor in that movie? Steve Belushi. <laughs> That's not a is real person. What? What's Steve his name? Bishimi. Bishimi. Isn't he dead? Steve or Jim Bishimi. Belushi. And Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> They're both in there. <laughs> it's a combination of both actors and one doctor. They just trade out which one comes in the room every scene. Yep. <laughs> that's why it's nominated. I see. It's I got see. the star power. That's that's excellent. The next one we have is Drive My Car. So I think this is a drama based around somebody suffering from alcohol addiction. This poor guy is just always getting drunk in different locations. He always needs somebody around to get his car home because he doesn't want to drive drunk. And it just goes through his life and how he he doesn't get better in this movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. But one of the big lines is, can you drive my car home? Okay. And then he dies. Alcohol overdose? Yeah. Well, just, that's he's, sad. He's just 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just very old. old. He's just very old. Um, first thing that I thought was, I just, I didn't know your business had taken off. Taken off. Yeah, uh, cruising, cruising for a snooze. Yeah. It is actually... Uh, featured in that movie, yeah, he they, actually calls that's impressive. Jesus at Cruising First News and gets he says, "Dude, take my car." Yeah, so that's, they basically made a movie about your your whole business Is it model like a, like and a how you came up. Where yeah, yeah how okay. you came up through okay. this and um, how you were just laying in the back of people's cars and they'd be like, "Hey, dude, drive my car." Yeah, yeah, and. Weirdly has has not gotten any business for me though. Hmm. No, it, it was really interesting that they even found you to begin with. Yeah, but I wrote in. I was incessant. Thousands of emails go out every day. <laughs> well, you're thousands. <laughs> you're up there. You're nominated, so that's good for you. <laughs> um, first thing that came to my mind was somebody that's very just willing to, for somebody to drive their car, and they're really re- persistent about it. So, okay, if you're gonna go on a road trip. They're not going to drive, but they're going to be like, dude, just drive my car. Yeah. I got plenty of miles to spare. Just got an old change. Selfless. Selfless. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Next we have is Licorice Pizza. This is a movie? That's a movie. So, Licorice Pizza. What I assume it is, is a sad movie about a boy that is bullied. And so, basically, he was tasked in home ec class to a food. And, of course, he doesn't know how to make food, so he makes Licorice Pizza. He is then bullied incessantly, and eventually it is a school shooting movie. Jesus. 
But you really feel for it. It is a movie that is tasked with you relating to the actual shooter. So again, mm-hmm. a very art, art, artistic piece. Is is the kid stupid or? <laughs> <laughs> he failed home ec, so I'll let you be the judge of that. Uh, I never finished. Sounds like <laughs> the uh, first thing that comes to my mind is a pizza made. Somewhat of liquor, so it's liquor-ish. Uh, yeah. You know, mm. yeah. you got rum in the base of the, okay. and that's what helps fer- ferment the yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get a dough, and then you get a pizza, <laughs> and it's liquor-ish. <laughs> I, I'm confident that you know how to make pizza, Perry. <laughs> hey, that that stuff's pizza. in pizza. <laughs> dough. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> you make the dough, and then you get pizza. a pizza. <laughs> Not much more to it. <laughs> All right, we'll just do one more. The Power of the Dog. So, do y'all know the Air Bud movies? No. But just like the Air, Bu- Air Bud movies with the dog doing amazing human talents, he's not playing basketball in this movie. He's not playing baseball, football. He is a dog weightlifter. So, it oh. is an Air Bud movie, an- another Air Bud movie, where he dresses in tights and just lifts up massive amount of weight it's amazing watching this dog do a power clean in front of an audience it is inspiring there's chalk just everywhere <laughs> mine was an animal abuse story oh yeah there's a wheel that powers a small cabin in the woods a man needs heat a man needs cool in the summer the only way to power this cabin by turning the wheel he buys the dog the dog runs on the wheel the man gets addicted to the power the dog can't come off the wheel. <laughs> the dog is running on the wheel its entire life till it dies of exhaustion. Oh, that was a very sad movie. <laughs> I told you it was an animal abuse movie. <laughs> you did. You did pretty cursive. <laughs> who, uh, who plays the old man? Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, that, ah, that, that tracks. Good, yeah. That is that a tracks. good yeah. very method cast yeah. for that. <laughs> for my movie, Power of the Dog, I'm, I'm just, I, I think I've seen this one before. It's about a lady with severe psychological problems she gets a dog the dog develops the psychological problems <laughs> munchausen syndrome <laughs> yes <laughs> through a dog um it's kind of like an osmosis situation the dog now has ocd anytime mm-hmm. it uses a restroom it has to be in a toilet in a bathroom sure it eats only crustless bread for breakfast toasted you know things like that normal things yeah mm-hmm. normal things yeah it's just a movie of coming of age sounds <laughs> heartwarming <laughs> well i think we could all do a really good job at creating bios for netflix so yeah. netflix if you guys are listening and we know that you are reach out to us <laughs> let us let us get a little bio work in there we are great at interviews so don't worry about that don't interview us just don't do it all right boys you wanna you wanna do a craigslist yeah, yeah, yeah. Craigslist has got what you need, but sometimes Craigslist needs what you got. All right, so this will be an interesting Craigslist conversation for you three if y'all ever need Barbie dolls. Because what this Craigslist poster is selling is about four or five Barbie dolls in mint condition. Not out of the box yet. And very normal looking Barbie dolls. Nothing really interesting. But then again, I guess I don't know Barbie dolls well. I initially contact this poster selling Barbie dolls with greetings. I saw your po- post about your dolls for sale. I am interested 
and will buy them immediately, all of them, every single one. So I came off very interested. You want to know, let him know that you're in there. Oh, and I was. He comes back and says, wonderful. Are you in Brooklyn? I live in the 11219 area code. Can you do a local pickup this evening? Now, y'all can go ahead and tell everybody, do we happen to live in Brooklyn, New York, around the 112219 area code? Depends on the season. <laughs> Not currently. Not currently. We summer there. I go on to say, yes, I can, but I have a couple questions first. Do the dolls have personalities, and what are their names? I'm not... Me, as a buyer, I just don't want to buy any old regular dolls. I want dolls that have some pizzazz. Well, you're also lazy, too, and you don't want to have to come up with the personalities yourself. Sure. Or the names. That just takes too much work. I'm already apparently meeting this guy this evening for a pickup. I don't want to do any more work. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, they... They come with names out of the box, or no? I am not sure. This is the first set of dolls I am picking up. Yeah, same, same. Okay. <laughs> if you had to uh, pick top three like doll names, what are your top three doll names? Radicast, mm. Lucifer, and Kilgore. <laughs> Very mythic. Yeah, well, you know. I don't want my Barbie Are these dolls. All women? Yes, I don't want my Barbie <laughs> dolls to come off too feminine. <laughs> Kill Do Lord. they all play catcher on a softball team? <laughs> <laughs> catcher? Maybe not. They though they might fight a dragon. Now they raid the local village, but they're <laughs> <laughs> they carry battle axes quite regularly. He goes on to say, "They're universal dolls, I guess you can say. They vibe with whoever will take owning them." They weren't play dolls, so I personally never named them. Which, for me, why would you never name the dolls you personally have? It's lazy. Yeah. It's just lazy, exactly. At least I am inquiring about their names. Very impersonal of him. They're purely transactional items. I go on to say, can you name them before I come pick them up? I need to personally connect with them when I get there, and them having a name will help. Plus, I can tell my mom I'm going to pick up some girls and can give her names. (laughs) (laughs) My mom has been worried about me picking up girls. At least here I can kind of trick her into saying I'm going to pick up Radagast, Lucifer, and Kilgore. (laughs) Classic women names. (laughs) He then asks, how old are you? This seems odd to me, but I need to have the money sent to me beforehand for the dolls. Is there a reason why y'all think he might need the money beforehand? Probably some previous transactions didn't go well. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure nothing about you. No red flags from you, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't be. I don't know. I don't know if this guy is regularly on the doll market, but maybe. I go on to say 38 years old, and I can send you the money beforehand, This is not odd. It's for my collection. (laughs) You're reassuring him. (laughs) Again, y'all can speak to this. Is there anything odd about a 38-year-old male seeking out Barbie dolls on Craigslist? Well, unless I'm wrong, you've never told him that you're a a man. Mm -mm. That is true, I guess. He could think you're a 38-year-old woman, which now I don't know that that's any better. (laughs) You're still still 38 playing with dolls. (laughs) It's a little bit better. I like your way of reassuring him is 
this isn't odd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you're feeling is incorrect. Yeah, gaslight him. But you don't just leave it at this is not odd. The reason why it's not odd is because you already have a doll collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done this before. I'm <laughs> no amateur. He goes on to say, okay, so however you're comfortable, the Italian doll is Lydia, the Christmas Barbie is Anastasia, the spacecraft Barbie is Taylor. <laughs> So I got this guy to name the Barbies he's trying to sell. And one of the Barbies, his name is Taylor, which is our email name. He didn't he didn't have enough imagination to come up with three Barbie names. He just named one Barbie after what he thinks our name is. I go on to say, Ah, one has the same name as me? That's so sweet. How old is she? She is now my new favorite. And we'll pay double for her. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this guy is a cash cow. He goes on to say, great. Glad you have three new friends. She's 40 years old. (laughs) So when you, so when can you come get the dolls this evening? (laughs) So your name is Taylor. You're 38 years old. He makes up a doll also named Taylor who is 40 years old. <laughs> he goes, I'm just trying to relate to whoever is on the other side of this computer. <laughs> I go on to say, 40 years old? Question mark. She doesn't look at like a day over 19. I usually don't go for women older than 20. Too many wrinkles. Does she have wrinkles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to compliment the doll in this situation like you would compliment an old lady. Like, 40, she doesn't like a day over 19. Your fake person is the creepiest thing <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Taylor, LOL, this is an imaginative conversation. Let's leave this as she's a she's had cosmetic surgery, LOL. You can see she doesn't have wrinkles. When you, can you pick up the doll? <laughs> They're very much just trying to get out of this situation. He knows he has somebody hooked. And the thing is, he can't let you go because you already offered to pay double for one. Yeah. Yeah, like, He's losing money if he lets you go. <laughs> I go on to say, I just like to know who I'm getting involved with. Plus, I need to know what their personalities are beforehand to make sure they will get along with the others. <laughs> I'm sure you can understand. <laughs> so here I am trying to relate to him, thinking that he probably tries to match up personalities of dolls with his other dolls. I can I go on to say I can pick them up tonight, but it has to be dark. <laughs> he he responds with the simple question of why does it have to be dark? <laughs> That's what's got him worried. That's the I issue. I go on to say I go on to say so they can't see. I want it to be a surprise to Lydia, Anastasia, and my sweet Taylor to see where they are going, their new home. If you would like, I can give you some visitation time to see them once they have moved in with me. I'm sure that you've grown attached to them. It's like he wants to play out a kidnapping situation. <laughs> he goes on to say, it's fine. We have said our goodbyes. They have outgrown me. Does 8 p.m. work for you? <laughs> and then he immediately messages after that message and says, Do you have cash out? I go on to say to that message, That's sad to see your relationship get stale like that. <laughs> it has happened to me with a couple of mine. I don't give them to someone else, though. 
They are mine eternally, and they can never leave. <laughs> How about ten? Also, is it okay if I play music when I pick them up? I am one for ceremony and sentiment. He goes on to say, that's fine. No problem. Do you have Cash App? I go on to say, can I pay you in cash? I don't want to rec- I, I don't want a record of this. <laughs> Have you removed them from the box? He goes to say, no, they are still in the box and opened. Okay, I guess cash is fine, but no 50s or 100. So it's 160 and I'll oh. see you at 10 p.m. sharp. I don't like waiting outside. I'll see you on 63rd Street and 18th Avenue in Brooklyn, okay? Why does he only want small bills? <laughs> I go on to say, this is what I look like. I will be wearing a shirt, though. You can show them the pictures so they get to know me before I arrive. I won't keep you waiting. I never keep my best friends waiting. (laughs) Now, if you'll... What do (laughs) y'all... So, tell me what y'all are looking at. What picture did I send this guy? A large, shirtless man in very tight boxers. (laughs) Does it look like a guy that would buy three or four dolls off of somebody on Craigslist? I could see it. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't really think of them as dolls. He thinks of them as best friends. best friends, friends yep. yeah. And he definitely has more than just those four. He comes back and says, Taylor, are you serious about meeting for the dolls tonight? I'm packing them up for you now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> still meeting you. <laughs> Please let me know either way. <laughs> and I didn't respond. And he sends a series of question marks. And then another message saying, are you there? Question mark, question mark. And that was the last time I responded. <laughs> it was a nine. So the last message I sent to him was just a picture of a fat guy in the bathroom <laughs> taking a selfie. And that was it. Is it at 9 p.m. our time? Central time? Yeah, central. So yeah. That, was, that was 10 his time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he was... He said, are you there at 10.01 his time? <laughs> There's some guy in Brooklyn with $160 worth of Barbies <laughs> looking for this guy. There's just a guy. What if 100- that guy lives in Brooklyn and he sees him out on the street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy is sitting out on 116th Street with, <laughs> with a series of dolls and a hundred <laughs> waiting for $160. <laughs> he was putting up with quite a lot to get these dolls <laughs> off his hands. He didn't care what I said. He just wanted money. Should Somebody's we reply now and say yeah, yes? <laughs> Did you not make it? <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> I didn't Don't see I- you. From June 16th, 2022, <laughs> in March of 2023, <laughs> and I say... Where are you? I don't see you. <laughs> yeah, reply to him. Be like, I'm on the corner. <laughs> now, you, now you made it to the corner. So Evan responded just now. Do you? Did you make it to the corner of 63rd and 18th? I don't see you. <laughs> this is months later. <laughs> Almost, Almost a full a year. year. <laughs> but uh, well, all right, boys. That's it. Maybe we'll get a response to him. But uh, we're done for the day. Go on with your lives. Expect the detour.